Sunday, August the 15th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. This week we're back in James chapter 1 as we try to draw out the key themes of what this earthly brother of Jesus who became a great leader of the early church wrote to a church that found themselves under pressure, facing trials. Nevertheless, he said, faith that works is in the end all about action. And we're going to end up thinking a little bit about that at the end of our time. But three words to draw your attention to, to hang our thoughts on this morning. Word number one is agenda. Look at verse 19 with you. I'd love you to have it open in front of you. James chapter one, verse 19. First word, agenda. It says, be quick, quick to listen and slow to speak and get angry. What's that all about? Well, it's about whose agenda is taking central place, whose agenda is having priority. When we speak and get angry, it is always, always because we feel like our own agenda, our own thoughts, our own ideas are being threatened, pushed to one side, not understood, not being given validity and so on. Yet, when we listen, we are giving space for somebody else's agenda. When we listen, we are giving space to another agenda. Now think about what James is beginning to say in these verses. Who is it that he's calling us to listen to? He's calling us to learn, to listen in to God. And so to do that, we need to be slow to speak, slow to get angry, because we need to learn what it is to set aside our own agenda. And as we move through these verses, you can see in verse 21 that James gets to the heart of what he's trying to say about our attitude. He says, humbly accept the word of God. That's our attitude that comes out of making space for God's agenda. I don't know what your attitude is right now at the moment when you come to God's word. To be honest, sometimes, and all of us, this is true for all of us, when we come to God's word, we come out of a sense of duty. I'll read the passage and I want to get it done so I can tick it off and feel less guilt about my devotional life. And so maybe that's where you are right now. And hey, we'd all understand that. We've all been in that place where we've just been slogging it out, doing it out of a sense of uh, duty. Maybe you're reading God's word at the moment out of a sense of desperation. 
You're desperate for God to say something, to, to hear something, to understand something, to make sense of something, and you're reading God's word out of a sense of desperation. Maybe others of us right now are reading God's word with a sense of delight because we delight to learn something new. I can fall into this trap quite easily. When I discover something new about God's word, that kind of delights me, it kind of tickles my fancy, it uh, ticks some boxes in my mind, uh, and I can delight in God's word because of the new things that I that I learn. Maybe others of us right now are reading God's word with a sense of desire. We're desiring to know him better. Now, they might not all be at the same level, but they all carry one common failure. And that's that we're coming to God's word. When we come to God's word, it's all about who? It's all about me. It's all about us. It's about my sense of duty or my sense of desperation or, or my uh, desire or delight. It's focused on me. Notice what James is saying. Be slow to speak and to anger because we are learning to set aside our own agenda and to listen. When we come to God's word, when we humbly accept God's word, we are setting aside our own desires, sense of duty, whatever it might be, in order to create space to listen. I want to encourage you this week to try and come to God's word with a fresh sense of setting aside your own agenda. It can be so easy, can't it, to bring our own agenda to bear, to be all about us. So we've got this idea of setting aside our own agenda in verse 19 and getting the right attitude in verse 21 of humbly accepting God's word, which reminds us that God's word is not below us. We don't bring our own agenda to it. We don't decide what we think is right and what we think is wrong. We don't decide what the good bits are and the bad bits. We don't choose what to accept and what not to. No, God's word is above us. It's the, the agenda of God's word that comes to bear on our lives. And that's really important, isn't it? And I'm reminded of a moment in the, in the gospels when Jesus was sharing, he was preaching, he was speaking God's word and many of the disciples turned back. They said, do you know what? We're going to put our agenda above what God is saying. Uh, and why did they turn back? We don't know. Maybe some of them turned back because some of the truth that Jesus was saying, they didn't want to accept. So they put their own truth above Jesus's truth. Maybe Jesus was challenging their character and that they put their own choices about how they wanted to live above what Jesus was saying. Maybe Jesus was demanding too much of them and they put their own comfort above what Jesus was saying. It's easy for us to do that, isn't it? To put our own agenda above the Bible. James is saying, will you come to the Bible humbly accepting that it's God's word and it's above us and letting it challenge and shape our lives? Which leads us to the final thing that James is saying in this flurry of verses in verse 22. So we had the word agenda and we had the word attitude. Now we have the final word action. 
James says, unless you then go and do it, the whole thing's pointless. Unless you do it, it's like looking in a mirror and then forgetting what you look like. It's like taking a photograph and never looking at the photograph. It's a pointless exercise if you don't actually do it. Do something about it. In fact, James uses really strong words, doesn't he? He says it's a deception. You are deceiving yourself. Not anybody else. God's not deceived. Perhaps other people you might think are deceived, but ultimately it's yourself. You are yourself deceived if you come to God's word and then do not do what it says. One of the best tools that we've uh, discovered at Burlington to help us to do what it says is SOAP. Scripture, observation, application and prayer because it encourages us forces us if you like to discover what the application is what's the so what this is what i'm reading today in god's word so what what does this mean to me the way that i think the way that i behave who that i am the rhythms and the patterns by which i live so scripture observation application prayer. There's another tool that we find super helpful for us at Burlington called the Learning Circle or the Kairos Circle, where when we discover the nugget of what God's saying to us, instead of us just wandering on and forgetting all about it, we choose to observe and to reflect and to discuss it with others so that we really take hold of what we believe God is saying to us and then we make a plan we ask to be held accountable and we act. You'll see on the screen right now that Kairos circle that helps us to make sure that when we sense that God is saying something to us, we don't get unwound by our own deception by not doing something about it, by merely listening to it. Let's not put such great prize on listening that we fail to take action. And if you like, this new season that we're in is bursting with possibilities for action. And that's why we're traveling through this book of James in this season, because after our time of reset, God is powering us up. And now is the time to act and to live for his praise and glory. So let's come to God's word setting aside our own agenda with the attitude that his word is always above us and making sure that we leave the place of listening committed to godly action. God bless you this week.